And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another match day edition of the uh, Glover's Cast. I'm Ben, you probably guessed that, with me today to talk about uh, Aldershot, Dorking, a couple of bits in between and some other goings on of course as well is Ian. Say hello Ian. Hello Ian. Dave's a late non-runner. He is. We've came lost under... our third man. I know, we came under starters orders and he had to be withdrawn. This feels like horse stuff. Can you tell I've been at work today? <laughs> <laughs> I would I, I would make a pulled up lane joke, but that would be unkind. And he would not appreciate that. No. I think you've kind of already made it by not making it. That's that's kind of what I was going for. <laughs> but to be honest. As it offers that you weren't making it. Exactly. Making it. See? No harm done. Exactly. Um you went to Aldershot. I did. As as a punter. Yeah. A couple of immediate questions. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about leaving Sheridan in the lurch by yourself? You were there. You're a professional at this. Left uh, in the lurch. She had to do it all 90 minutes by herself. Couldn't even take a breath. Well, she is obviously the professional. And Not, no argument for me there, but... Absolutely nailed it, I imagine. Um, yeah, no, there is a lot of feeling of guilt. Um, what can I? What more can I say? Sorry, Sheridan. There you go. That's, that's what I was looking for. I'll be there at Oldham. Good. But not at Dorking. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Well, we're going to talk about Dorking a little bit later on um, and what that happens. But I guess we should kind of get stuck into the football because, and I've checked, we didn't lose. We did, a point. An actual point. An actual point. And a goal. Yeah. Yeah. Very surprising goal. Nice. (laughs) It was like, oh, what do we do here? (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's get to Callum Harriet's goal in a little smidge. We'll talk about the uh, team news first and foremost. A return straight into the lineup for Freckleton. Went straight into a back three. Um, how did you feel when you saw the 11? What were you thinking? Were you thinking Bevan back up right back again and others in the middle? What, what were your thoughts? No, I thought it was pretty clear it was going to be a wing backs. I think when you see Chory Johnson and Ryan Law in that starting lineup, those are pretty obviously going to be wing backs. Um, and then, yeah, Freckleton coming back in just gave us that, you know, gave us the back three once yeah. again. I think the Bevan experiment didn't particularly go very well against Gateshead. So why do it again? I think the surprise was that uh, JMD was a bit deeper rather than Matt Worthington. So he was sort of paired in midfield with Charlie Cooper. And yeah, Worthington given a bit more of that attacking free role and when you've got running like he does it him uh probably the best man for the job yeah i, I was going to ask kind of about a few key players actually because when i saw it i uh was very happy to see linton back mm-hmm. in the starting lineup um very happy to see cooper in the starting lineup because he didn't look in a good way at gateshead at all yeah and i thought actually he might have had to have sat that one out because he was in a bad way and got taken off as a result he even lost a headband at one point uh, yeah, exactly. So um, I want to ask about a few people. I want to firstly start about, um, I should put some context into this. I watched the first half, but yeah. I didn't watch the second half. Okay. I was I was busy and Glover's past listeners will know what I was doing when I was busy in about a month's time. Um, in the first half, I thought, I kept hearing Chiori Johnson's name. And I kept hearing Matt Worthington's name as they were the catalysts for pretty much everything that we were doing. And it should be noted, we were doing a little bit of attacking. Yeah, I think I think we edged the first half. I mean, it's hard on the balance of play. We had so much more of the ball and it it was that classic case of 
lots of huff and puff, but we weren't able to break through. Yeah. Um, and obviously Grant Smith was pulled into a, he was the only real keeper who was tested with a really good save in that, in that first half. But yeah, everything came down the right, mostly Troy Johnson and, and Worthington. There was a good ball into the box early on that Malachi Linton goes in for and the yeah. two older shot players sort of crash into each other. Um, yeah, Mal, that was me. Every time Mal picked up the ball and passed it out wide, I was screaming, get in the box, Mal! <laughs> he was just hovering around the edge. I'm like, get in the box! So, Mal, if you did hear that, that was me. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> what, did you, what, what did you make of Linton's performance overall? Because he is someone that I have championed over the hill. Get this guy oh. back in the start. Get this guy back in the starting lineup. Yeah. Stop moaning about not having a striker and not playing the striker you've got. How, how how did he get on? I thought he did well. I mean, there were moments where, you know, the ball, he's up against Tyler Cordner, who is yeah. a bona fide giant. Um, so he wasn't going to win a lot in the air. But there were moments where the ball comes into his feet and he gets it wide to Johnson, gets it wide to Law. He's, you know, doing that role that Fisher did quite well at certain points this season where, he gets on the ball and knocks out to the wingers and gets back in the middle. But yeah, I thought he had a good game. Obviously, he gets involved in the goal, um, assisting Matt Worthington with the assist. The pre-assist. The old pre-assist, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, for all of our our possession and you know, good movement around the out edge of the box, it was, again, that same story of, not really given a striker many yeah. chances to do a lot, really. Um, but yeah, I thought, you know, in, in the circumstances, I thought he had a good game. I didn't think Jordan Young had his best game. He got caught on the ball quite a lot. Um, there was a moment where he was sort of running towards the box and you're thinking, just shoot. And instead of shooting, he tries a little bit of a like drag back thing. The ball gets stuck under his foot and he loses it. And, we go again, but he doesn't, you know, he's got black tape up his right hamstring yeah. and it, I thought he was going to be coming off in the first half because there was points where he was just struggling so much um, just to get back and, you know, make any sort of tackles or meaningful impact. But yeah, I thought, yeah, going forward, we looked okay. Um, and I suppose the other plus after Tuesday night was that defensively, we looked pretty sound too. I mean, the Freckleton, he is <laughs> he's like a uh, uh, a skinny Ben Richards Everton. Um, <laughs> ben Richards Everton light. Yeah, yeah. Diet, diet Richards Everton. <laughs> diet Richards Everton. Like he's all right on the ball. There, I think you could do you could do worse. Um, he's he's not the most confident. The players I don't think at the moment, not that many of them are coming out with yeah. the ball at his feet to, you know, play passes, but you know, he, he won headers, he put himself about and you know, did did what he had to do defensively. Um, but for me the real the real standout of the afternoon was Matt Worthington again. Yeah. Um the more the more I think back to that eighty fifth minute yellow card at Halifax. And I, I remember distinctly, literally counting down minutes, looking at the clock, thinking, not quite so much, are we going to get this equaliser at Halifax? Is he's not going to get booked, is he? He's got 10 minutes to go. He's got eight minutes to go. He's got seven minutes. He's got four. Oh, he's pulled someone back. And I, it's, it's so hard not to look back at that and think, if we'd have had him for those two games, we wouldn't have been nearly as big of a shambles as we were. Yeah. Yeah, there's loads of those this season, though, isn't there? You of course at, there is. Of course there is. A late goal at home against Maidstone. The late goal away against Maidstone. Yeah, the missed penalty. The against, chest, yeah, yeah. The Chesterfields. The yeah, the missed penalty against Wealdstone. There's how many points are there? We've missed out on there, which would you know, yeah. not put us in our position that we are. But could have, should have, would have. We are where we are. Um, I'd say on that on the first half performance, it was. Clearly, two teams low on confidence, yep. trying to find a rhythm and make something happen. Obviously, Oldershot have got their 
new manager um and they're trying to find a way but yeah the second what, half though was gone what, i, I want to ask what the feeling was at halftime was there a nervous energy amongst the supporters were they thinking we're in this just take this game deep don't do anything stupid in the 50th minute for example um speaking for myself i was bricking it <laughs> <laughs> mainly because it, it was just that typical pattern of oh, we've had a lot of the ball here we've not really tested the keeper we've had a lot of lot of the ball a couple of pot shots that have gone over and wide a couple of corners oh but older shot of made had to make grant smith make an, a blinding save yeah so, and it's always that for all the half chances we have there's always one that the other team gets and uh yeah it, that i i was i was nervous at half time um but i've been nervous all season it feels like <laughs> um what do you think the message was keep it tight get to late on the game at nil nil probably didn't say any chance we could see the goal within five minutes lads <laughs> i can't imagine that was top of the list no um, no i think i don't know what he would have said i feel like it was just keep it up keep probing down the flanks something will break at some point and you know eventually it did but yeah. uh firstly we had to let the uh bona fide giant have a free header in the penalty box, it's a great header. When you watch it, it, it like he has to get it. He has to get it where he gets it for it to go in because yeah. there is a man on the post. I think it's Worthington on the post, and as you know, as much as he can jump, he's not getting there. And it comes off the top of the bar, and between Grant Smith and Worthington, it's like there's a pocket of space. I'm yeah, making the pocket of space with my arms, listeners, and uh, it has to go, <laughs> has to go there, and he manages to do it. For the benefit of the tape, if anybody wants to know what Ian looking like a pocket of space looks like, imagine the C of YMCA. There you go. And that's yeah. that's what's just happened on my screen. <laughs> um, so at one nil down, it would be very, 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 very easy to crumble like we did against Gateshead. Mm. Was there a feeling of, oh, here we go again? What did the supporters do? How, how were the next couple of minutes, sort of literally just two or three minutes? Uh... It settled. I think Aldershot, obviously, they're not particularly high on confidence at the moment. And the game just sort of carried on back to that rhythm of like back and forth. No one, you know, Grant Smith didn't have a lot to do. There are a couple of tackles down in front of us where there were set pieces that we dealt with. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh no, here they come again, here they come again. You know, Aldershot were. They were poor. They were a yeah. poor team, and you know, not that we were, not that we're particularly brilliant, but they looked a team as down on confidence and as down on their luck as we were. So, um, yeah, and our, and our goal, our equaliser, it kind of comes out of nothing, really. I think there's a set piece that we managed to get away, and JMD loops the ball up to Linton, and there's all of a sudden, oh, where's Matt Worthington <laughs> on the overlap, and it's a yeah. cute little flicked ball around the defender for Worthington to square it and in acres of space. I can't I, remember the last time a forward we had a forward in the box with that much space. Yeah, I was I was I was watching it back and I had to like double back click it to go back 10 seconds to go, they just left him alone in the six yard box. Yeah. But again, I think that is the benefit of us trying to have a bit of a breakaway. And it's good to see those players involved. I quite like the fact that Harriet's got one now. Yeah. Um you'd hope that that might be his sort of in an ideal world, that's his catalyst, isn't it? To go and get a couple more before the end of the season. Might only need three more, really, the way we go about things. But if he can be the person that gets us three or four more, you just never know. Uh, it was quite quick after coming off the bench as well. He'd been only on for five or six minutes, hadn't he? Yeah, and he hadn't had many touches of the ball either. I think there was a couple of balls into feet that he kind of dealt with. But yeah, just I think it's a good ball in from Worthington. He has it's a to great get, ball in. Has to get it like in that perfect space between the keeper and the defender. And yeah, like it's a decent finish. Um, we've missed, <laughs> we've missed them like that. I think. Yeah, we have. And so yeah, that, that sort of gave, gave us the lift and we tried to press on and go for more. And I think when you look at what unfolds 
shortly after with the uh, conceded penalty. Well, it's it's not that shortly after. It's a good 20 minutes after. They make a triple substitution or a double substitution and then a, a singular one. They kind of react quite quickly and they lose a couple of key players, don't they? Did they kind of drop in confidence, Partington and McCoy, two big players for them? Did they kind of feel it a bit by now? Um, I can't say I particularly noticed. I think McCoy was struggling. There was a couple of their players who were really struggling yeah. fitness-wise with cramp. And yeah, McCoy had gone down for a little bit. Um, and yeah, he came off. But I think the reason I feel that it was shortly after because it was uneventful. It was just, it was just two sides, you know, yeah. booting balls down the channel, hoping to make something happen, and yeah, trying trying just to, you know, it was like that attritional football playing the odds, hoping something sticks. Um, and we 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 did try. We tried to play football, and we got the ball into the box. Can't remember if Linton's chance is before the penalty or not. There's a the ball goes through to Linton and he hits it in the side netting. And Matt Worthington is <laughs> furious. He was furious. Um, yeah, it's an I I don't know if Linton lets it run a little bit too far. It's almost like can he take it on his right foot? Can he, you know, can he omri it into the far corner? Um yeah. I think he's trying to I think he's trying to denanger it. Yeah, from, but... from from the Gateshead thing, where he just leathers it into the roof of the net and just doesn't quite catch it well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah I, worthy I, was fuming. He was absolutely <laughs> apoplectic. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So then they break away, go down the other end, and Shuri Johnson gives away a penalty. Initial reactions, side of the pit. Were you... Where, where were you in sort of relation to it? Could you see it quite well? Uh, I was corner flag. Okay, so I'm the you... corner flag. So I could see the penalty. I couldn't see. So there was big shouts that Campbell was offside. Okay, I couldn't see it, but you know, people who could were adamant that he was offside. It's one of those national leagues refs. You sometimes you get them, you don't. Um, I think it was a. I think it was a penalty. I think the way he's chasing down and he has to make that tackle. Um. Unfortunately for us, the penalty is horrific. But yeah, I feel like I feel like he has to make that tackle. And for me, it, if he's onside, it's a penalty. So I've 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 watched it back and I've watched it back a few times because I was surprised how adamant everyone was that it wasn't a penalty. All like right. Mark Cooper afterwards said it wasn't a penalty. And the rest of it, and I was like, I don't see the ball really deviate from its direction, mm. and. For me, it just looks like a penalty. I can see what it's like a last ditch, clumsy tackle. Yeah, he's he's, he's got to make the tackle. Yeah, yeah. He's got to make it. And I was trying to figure out why it's not a red card. Because <laughs> I think he's pretty clear through on goal, isn't he? Um there's not a lot of cover. There's not. Is it not double jeopardy? Is it the double jeopardy thing oh, where if you've got if no you, idea. I'm not if you're trying to get the ball, <laughs> you don't get sent off. Yeah, it's like um, is it a yellow card and a penalty. Yeah, possibly. I'm not sure, but um, for me, it was a pen. It just it felt a pen. Having watched it back, it just felt it. Yeah. Um. So yes. However, he puts the penalty into orbit. Does uh, does their front man? He does. It was horrific, wasn't it? It was such a bad penalty, and we were all uh, extremely anxious about it mm. <laughs> because it was. It was real. Um... I don't know what he's trying to do. Well, I don't know. Is he trying to hit the corner flag? Like, or is he trying to hit the corner of the goal? Hit top corner. He's just going for the top corner. He's going high. But I mean, I mean, we've seen it today, haven't we? You've got to hit the target. Yeah. Ridiculously costly if you don't hit the target. If you hit the target and keeper saves it, crack on. And the fact that Grant Smith. Doesn't move. Stand, stand still. Like he knows from the moment he's hit it, he knows, oh, that's a bad one. And it's gone. Yeah. Why? He's not even attempted to throw himself at it because he. I I wonder if he's seen the taker almost charge up to it and think all he's going to do is welly this thing. So if I stand center, he might go center. Yeah. But then he kind of looks to his left up to the skies and gone, well, that ain't, that ain't anything I can worry about. That's, that's going high and wide and handsome. So 
Nice. Um, other end, we yeah. get a penalty shout, apparently. Now, here's the thing. I watched the highlights back, and again, not a great angle. It's quite a low highlights. Yeah. And I watched it, and I watched it through. I saw their penalty into Orbit, lovely, and I thought, right, ours must be coming next. And then we attacked a bit, and then the ball got cleared, and then the ref blew the final whistle, and I went, so where was ours? So either it's been missed off the highlights, or B, it ain't a pen. Well, it was on the highlights. Is it that chance? It's is it a cross. The cross comes into the box. And someone, they... I think Linton maybe gets bundled over by a defender as the ball comes into the box towards him. Um, maybe the camera angle doesn't I, at do the it justice. Time, at the time, I, I didn't think. Did anyone go up in the away end? Was yeah, there a big Yeah, I think there was. Was there? But I, I couldn't tell from the angle. You know, we couldn't have been further away from it. Yeah. Worse angle, to be honest with you. But I, mean, I, w- I wonder if the camera doesn't quite catch it either. Yeah. JMD is very wide. So the camera then pans back across and maybe misses it. But I was surprised that the next thing I saw was the ref blow the final whistle. I went, oh, was it in there? Was it? it looks like Linton, I think it's Linton, runs across the defender and the defender okay. sort of arms him or, you know, they just body checks him a little bit. Um, again, I think, what was it Mark Cooper said after it was? So late, the ref didn't want to make a decision or something like that about it. Yeah, weird one. Paul Durkin's son, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, again, you've seen those given, and you've seen them not given. You can't, yeah. you can't really uh, bank on getting decisions in this league, which we've been talking about for three seasons I, now. I forgot to mention something about the penalty that we conceded. Yeah. Grant Smith is angry about it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he bounces a football so far. Yeah. That is like, how do you bounce a football that far? <laughs> I don't I, I don't know how angry you are, but to throw a football from what six foot in the air from his hands onto the ground, that thing launches off the ground. That's quite close to the referee as well, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you're the third best goalkeeper in your club's history. Exactly. Um, I would expect a good bounce on him. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. he's got a powerful bounce. But there you go. I want to bring that up because I, I enjoyed it. And he got booked for it. <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah, qu- quite rightly, I would say. Well, yes. Yeah, yes. That's probably what I would define as dissent. <laughs> um, we, chucked, we chucked Oliver Bory on at the end. Matt Worthington had run himself into the ground. Um, nothing more really came of it. And so that was it. One all. Um, I guess I want to ask a little bit about the atmosphere, older shots are a place where we always travel quite well to over 500 there. Yeah, always travel really well. We had a little something to get behind. What what was it like around you? What was the feeling like around you? Um, it felt like it wasn't enough to come away with a point. I think support support's got behind the players. Um, their efforts were certainly applauded at the end of the game as well. I think you could tell that they'd put a shift in. Um, there was some of that, you know, gallows humor. That, yeah, gallows humor, that self deprecation. I think at one point we were singing, How shit must you be? It's only 1 0 to older shot. Um, there was some of that sort of stuff, which, um, but yeah, just. <laughs> I don't want to say it was like sort of a almost resignation at the end, but it just felt like, ah, we so needed. Like we'd all gone there feeling like, come on, three points here and, you know, things can be okay. We can start looking up. But yeah, just fell short, unfortunately. Just got to try, try and create that belief again and go into, uh, today's game feeling like we can do something well post-match Mark Cooper and uh, Matt Williamson both certainly said that they are both believing it can be done they're both going to fight to the end they're not going to give anything lots of praise for the support lots of praise for those that have got behind them um, what did you make of the post-match sort of 
comments of everybody. It was it was very jovial. It was outstanding, apparently. Yeah, I think um, I think it was probably outstanding compared to Tuesday night, which correct. is perhaps <laughs> perhaps you know the improvement. I didn't see it, but correct. <laughs> the improvement <laughs> in a, a short amount of time um, probably was outstanding. Uh, obviously, our bar is quite low at the moment yeah and we needed to stop this run of defeats and needed to do it somehow so i think you can take perhaps lady luck is on our side a little bit that penalty was very poor it could have easily been 2-1 to older shot and that's us done but yeah i, I mean great performance great following I thought the uh, the line on the owner and his friend was a bit of a uh, bit of a cheeky one. Cheeky. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I mean. Yeah. I don't. I don't think we were outstanding, but based on our level of performances, um. Yeah. Okay. Let me rephrase the question this way then. Okay. Did you see enough in that performance for there to be something? To class as momentum to go into Dorking with. Well, we didn't lose. Okay. That's a start. Um, I think more players with fitness, you know, I know I said Jordan Young struggling, Jordan Maguire Drew struggling as well. Lots of fixtures, but perhaps they can get through this run. Callum Harriet's got some more minutes in him. Is he going to be a big difference maker for us? We've managed to take Andrew Oluwabori out. I think his best games have come when he's come off the bench and given teams problems. Worthy's back running. Linton had a good performance up front, and you'd like to say, I don't think he should come out against Dorking based on his performance. Um, yeah, and, and a relatively settled back five as well I think Chory Johnson had probably his best game that he's had for us and managed to play I think he played the full 90 didn't he, he didn't come that's off that's good that's so, good I like that I do like that yeah we're really we've I, I think we're going to be wing backs for the until until you know we can count on Jordan Stevens to come back in yeah um, maybe even Morgan Williams I think we'll be wing backs for the foreseeable uh, it's just if we can get that midfield combination right. And I think Scott Pollock, when he came on, he did well as well. Um, had some nice touches. Looked Again, he's looking a bit more physically ready. I think now he's getting those match minutes under his belt. And yeah, perhaps I, we've got to be positive. We've got to try and find something. What's the point in, and I know we've, you know, we have been a bit, defeatist after gate said it was all a bit that was it was it was so tough after gate said i've yeah. i've not felt like that i've not yeah. felt like that in a long long time where it was really hard to almost understand what had just happened yeah. like i couldn't quite believe what i'd just seen in front of me so to hear things like we showed a bit of fight did we do the dirty work when the older shot backline had the the ball did we give them a bit of harrying? Did we let them know that we were around? Those are the things I really didn't see against Gateshead. We just let them have them all. I think, I mean, one of the things that I've noticed, which we, we did that against Gateshead at home, is that we tend to let teams piss around with it in their own half. And then once they're in our half, that's when we start that sort of that press and that... Mm tactic we don't the thing is if we press the fences when they're right on their 18 yard box we can get so easily picked apart and cut through that i think we do kind of have to wait until you know they're in our territory before we do that um as for the dirty stuff i don't think we've got those particular that we haven't got those characteristics and, I, and it wasn't that sort of game it wasn't a game where yeah. it felt like one of these old shot players just needs a kick in just to break things up a bit. It was a really bitty game. Both teams 
putting the ball out, not having total control at points. It just wasn't that type of, can someone just kick that centre midfielder up in the air and <laughs> make something happen sort of thing? It wasn't that type of game. Will Monday be that type of game? Let's move on. Let's talk about Dorking. I'm sure we'll have questions. I haven't checked the GCQs, but I'm sure we'll have questions of, this is last chance saloon, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh, okay, that's that's not the response I was expecting. Well, I think, to do. I think, obviously, we need to win every game. We need to win, but I think older shot. You know, older shot aren't going to go off the back of our draw with them and be like, oh, we can go and win a load of games now. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I know Torquay have had, they've won three on the bounce now, haven't they, I think? Yeah, correct. But they're, you know, they've been inconsistent all season. So, obviously, we can't just be like, well, if we lose, that's it. There are still points, there are still points up for it. I think if Oldershot lose and Torquay lose and, you know, we manage to nick a draw, you know, it's still within touching distance. And then we're playing those teams that, you know, want to come to the end of the season. It's it's amazing how many teams around us still have to play one another. Mm. So Aldershot have still got to play both Scunthorpe and York City. And I know York City have kind of pulled away from it. Um, but there's been lots of games amongst the bottom teams recently, and that continues for a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, ha- have you seen, oh, I've done it again, where um, someone on social media, someone on Twitter has pointed out that we all have to be very significant Altrincham fans. Okay. Um, Altrium's next um, five fixtures, their remaining five fixtures, they play Gateshead, they play yeah. Dorking, they play Torquay, and they play Aldershot. Well, well we're all Altrium, aren't we? All Alti, aren't we? I'm going to find out who said that because I am not taking the credit for it. Someone else pointed it out on the Twitter. Oh, it was Gareth. Of course. Gareth. Was. Gareth Aspinall. <laughs> all Alti, aren't we? Yeah. 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 Or, of course, we could just do our own thing and, and try and win our games of football. Well, I guess we're at the stage where it's not particularly in our hands now. <laughs> so I think... I it kind of is in our hands, our holy hands, but... I think we need to... It's gonna sound, this is going to sound a bit odd. We need to take this season deep to get out. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have to, we're probably not going to stay up until Oldham and Boreham would. Yeah. We have to get this. We have to stay within touching distance. And for me, if, and I'm still hesitant on whether or not we can, if, 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 if we were to beat Dorking by any which nefarious means we need to do so, we would go to 42 points. And then you are looking at other results. It's what did Torquay do? What did Aldershot do? Torquay on Monday faced Maidenhead and Aldershot are away at Eastleigh. Yeah, you'd fancy easily there to do us a favour. They need the points to stay in the playoffs at home. You'd fancy us to do them a favour. Maidenhead, their season's done, so I think Torquay might be in a position to go there and get something, especially on the form that they're in. So you're looking at those two. Scunthorpe are five below us, and they've played a game more. I think they are done. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I think of the sides at the moment. It's it, it's starting to look like two from three, isn't it? Us yeah. talking older shot. Yeah. Starting to. If we were to pull Dorking back into it, we would go four points behind them with a victory. Yeah. Problem is we've not beaten Dorking all season. <laughs> well, we've only played him once. No, we haven't. Played him in the trophy too. Oh yeah. Didn't beat him in that neither. No, I forgot about that. Um Yeah, it's it's <laughs> It is, and yeah, we go to Solihull. You know, who knows? By the time we play Wrexham, they might be uh, down and out of it because they've been battered by Notts County. Ben Foster chucked another one in. Yeah, form's totally gone, and uh, yeah, I think we look at. I, I, I think you're right. I think I know. You said we'll know if we're, you know, we'll stay up in older against Oldham or Boreham Wood, but I think we'll know if we're up or down. So no, I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying we have to get to there still in with a chance. Okay, yeah. We have to somehow stay within a touching distance. 
it might be a case of we might have to get to Boreham Wood mm. and be like keeping an eye on on other results on the final day. That'll be fun. No. <laughs> no, it won't. Radio to the ear. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We have we have phones in our pockets now with flash calls. It's not how it works anymore. Yeah. So I feel like I'm about to ask a question that makes me sound like I'm churning out the uh, the PR spiel, but I'm not. How important is Hewish Park on Monday? How important is it that Hewish Park is absolutely bouncing? I'm talking Bournemouth in the Cup bouncing. Yeah, it is vital. And we don't get out of it unless there is, you know, support a hundred percent behind the players. Yeah. Which, you know, there will be. And I, I, I know it's hard and I know we keep having these situations where it's like, you know, something goes wrong. Like it did against Bromley. We concede early doors. Then we're silent for the rest of the game because there's nothing to get up for. But if, if we can try and manufacture something, um, and I know that I know there's people like unhappy with the manager and you know not satisfied with having Mark Cooper as the boss and will be quite happy to see him go as soon as someone can make that decision makes that decision but for now he's in charge and he's the manager and it's no good to it's no good to undermine him or you know, just bring that negativity. And I get it. I do get it. And I understand there were lots of people very unhappy that he didn't come over after the game on Saturday. Um, Playing devil's advocate, has he come over at any point since he's been the manager? No, it's not been his thing, has it, at all? Uh, No, I think only after the Eastleigh game um, did he come within touching distance of the 18-yard box to applaud the Thatcher's stand and maybe that's because he didn't feel doesn't feel like he's here for the long haul because of the situation at the club anyway I don't know I don't know I mean it would be interesting to speak to some of you know supporters from his old club and whether he was that type of manager for them can't remember who he managed before um I think I think he said he's been at Forest Green for a short uh for at least a short period of time <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't particularly, that's not particularly something that I get agitated by as such. I mean, I know, you know, we all love Darren Sal coming up and pumping his fists after a win. Equally, there were times when Darren Sal went straight down the tunnel after results too. Um, I just... I don't know. I think we're just looking too much into it. And, I, you know, I don't think social media is particularly helping the situation. No. Um, yeah. I think. Are we helping the situation? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe we're the problem. No, hey, one's we... told us, no one's told us we're not helping. Are we the bad guys here? Is that <laughs> is, is that what we're learning? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think. I mean, so if the takeover gets completed on Tuesday morning, uh, I think it's a pretty safe bet that Mark Cooper won't be the manager come Solihull. Um, but I don't think the approach that is being taken on social media is the right one at all. I think it's, to- it's totally unprofessional and undermines, not not only does it undermine the manager, but it undermines the players that are playing for that manager. Um, I just, I hate it. I, I hate it. I just think it's, it's you're allowed to hate it. That's it, fine. It's stupid, and makes, um, I don't know. It gets it gets a reaction and it gets a like from you know plenty of people who are already resigned to it. And I, you know, I I get it. I was a bit, ugh. This this is it last week, but. I guess until it's until it is it. Oh, you've turned, you've turned, you've turned. <laughs> until it is it, we, you know, how does it help? Like it's no, not. That's, so it that's the it, line. That's the line for me. How does it help? It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. Right. You've you've got your agendas. Like 
whatever. But, you know, there are still 14 players on a match, on a, you know, on a match day who can make a difference on the pitch who need to be motivated, need to be, um, what word am I looking for? You know, need to be, need to be up for it. And if all this noise is going on in the background, it doesn't prepare, you know, how can they prepare? I mean, the sooner Musk crashes Twitter, the better. And I know <laughs> we'll lose a few followers and we'll have to try and find our way through Facebook and learn how to use Instagram. But <laughs> yes, we can have a TikTok, it's fine. <laughs> well, that'll be banned soon by the government, so we won't be allowed. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, until... <laughs> yeah, just shut up. Uh, just shut up on a match day. Rule two for... Like, yeah, just rule to it, please, after a result. Put put the madri down, turn the phone off. Yeah. Yeah. And I this is I don't know. Is this a rally cry? Is this message here a rally cry to the Thatcher stand? To many people, to many people, and to me very much included, it's do or die tomorrow. A point isn't enough tomorrow. We have to get within touching distance. I think this is a rally cry. For 90 minutes, if you can, if there's a drum, if there's whatever it needs to be, Thatcher Stan's got to be on it tomorrow. And it, I, I know that the club need to give us, the team need to give us something to support. And if I could be there, I wish I, I, I would be. But tomorrow we might just have to put a bit in lieu and say, all right, we're going to support and do everything we can. And now we'll go first and you come and follow us. It might have to be because I, I see it as now or never. I'm interested in the game because I think it's going to be really feisty as well. They are filthy. They are yellow card merchants, Dorking. They will be horrible. They will break it up. We're going to need, we're going to need solid heads on solid shoulders tomorrow. We're going to need a strong referee. We're not afraid of a yellow card ourselves, but we're going to need someone that gets into them early and tells Dorking, look, they get yellow cards for fun, those lot. I think they've got, I'm looking at it, the day 80 90 odd i think which is like the highest in the division sure. they got a few the other night i can't see that oh 87 87 there you go yeah 87 yellow cards that's like darren soul numbers isn't it that's it's what i mean <laughs> so for me cool heads big support behind us and that's the only way we're going to give us a chance yeah chance. i mean i think <laughs> The, the, obviously they lost to Woking at the weekend but before that they've beaten Dagenham they've beaten Southend, they've beaten Maidenhead United they did lose at York and Notts County but a win at Barnet they're picking up these wins in in like interesting places that you think oh, like we didn't get, we've got from Maidenhead we got one point this season from Southend we got none we did beat Dagenham twice because um, they're kind of the basket case of the division but Here's, here's what I would say to that, is they are picking those results up, but for the vast, vast majority of occasions, they're doing it at home. Mm. They are god-awful on the road. They're worse than us. Wow. In terms, of away, in terms of away table, they're below us. Yeah. 12 points on the road all season, 47 goals conceded. They've lost 14 games away from home. Only Maidstone have, have lost more on the road this season. There we go. There's the hope, then. There's the hope. Now, yeah, they beat Dagenham away last time out, but York have done them at home. You know, good teams have done them at, uh, at home as well, but so have Aldershot beat them at, at, at Aldershot's place twice. They beat them in the league and the trophy, I think. Yeah. They can see goals at home. And, uh, sorry, away. They can see goals away, a lot of goals away. In fact, the last time they, prior to the Dagenham and Redbridge, 2-0 away win that they had the last time they got anything away from home was the FA Trophy game against us and that was technically a draw yeah it is it is massive there you go there's, there's no getting around it so rally cry issued Thatcher stand go nuts all Altrium aren't we It is a big one. It is a big one. And I will be driving down to Cornwall for it. 
you left, have you left Sheridan on a lurch again? Yeah. Yeah. Got to stop booking holidays around football. Unbelievable, Jeff. Well, um, I just said last chance to loot, haven't I? You have, yeah, yeah. Which is weird because seven seconds ago we've had a tweet. Mm. Matt Ugler, it really is last chance. Saloon. Is he listening? Matt, are you in this Zoom call? Really is last chance saloon tomorrow. Friday showed the fight and the passion is there. Whatever happens, it will be a good week. One way or the other. Hashtag Koig. <laughs> yes, I think uh, reading between the lines there, I think he's implying that. Well, I think he's off to Nigeria. He's using a Nigerian flag. <laughs> I think he's also implying because there's lots of little ITK saying, oh, Tuesday is going to be a good day, isn't it? Stuff going on. So I think he's. There may be a bit of certainty provided this week, but we've been here before. We have been here before. And to be honest with you, I'm a bit annoyed that I've brought it up. Because today has to be about the lads. Yeah. It has to be about the team that Josh Norton will lead out. Because we've heard from them now. We've heard from them enough times. Staunton's going to fight for you. You saw Matty Worthington run through brick walls for us. Grant Smith will bounce a ball over a stadium if he has to, to waste time. Late on in the game, I am confident that he will bounce the ball over the Thatcher stand at the end to waste time. I think I think he's been there trying that today. I hope so. Like practicing his ball bouncing. Oh, oh, geez. Not the night before a game. <laughs> um, Why not? <laughs> Should we do some GCQs? Please, dear God. Um, I've got the Facebook ones. Have you? I've I have thought ahead. Okay. Uh, I've thought ahead. Debs Curtis says, do you believe the impossible is still possible? Believe the impossible dream. Do, do you? No. Oh, Ben. It's because your most recent experience in Yeovil was Gateshead. Absolutely, yes. Um, I have to believe that the impossible is still possible, Debs. Win tomorrow, and I'll change my mind. Okay. I am an absolute fair-weather glory hunter, and I have no qualms in telling you. There will be there's very little glory up for grabs at the end, but I hear survival is like a trophy these days. Genuinely, genuinely, there is a lot of glory in this house. Because mm. if, if I get to go to Halifax next season and to Chesterfield and to all these northern places, yeah. I will be the happiest, happiest man. Yeah. Whereas but I'm, I'm not driving... The wife will get to go to some championship games. Yes. <laughs> Roy Hodgson's barmy on. Ben disappeared. Uh, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not going to any games next season anywhere because I'll be six feet under. Uh, Callum Hallett says your preferred lineup for tomorrow. I'd like us to just try and stay unchanged. <laughs> I was about to say, do we stay unchanged? Do you, do you put Harry in off the goal? Do you maybe take Young out, carry it in? Because he's got the goal. He's got a bit behind him. Go out there with a bit between your teeth. Maybe, but he's rapid. And I like the whole Harrier, Olawabori excitement towards the Thatchers. Harrier, Olawabori axis of excitement. Exactly. There you go. There's a title. Coatsy will be pleased with that one. That's a lot of, that's a, that's a lot of characters for <laughs> Coatsy to tweet out tomorrow. Olawabori axis. Excitement. Um, yeah, okay. So, sorry, Callum, we've we're not listing the team, we're just going to stay unchanged. If you think that's a lazy answer, that's I'm, I'm not staying unchanged. I oh, think we not? need to bring, I think Harriet needs to come in, okay, because of the goal. I felt like we didn't take advantage of that with Linton at Halifax when he scored, he then came back out. I hope we go right, you've got your goal, go and do that again, go and be that horrible little striker that gets in those areas. If he's the only one that wants to charge in and hit the six yard line, he needs to be on the pitch. Uh, Nick Hayward says, if the miracle doesn't happen and we're National League South next season, who's the manager to stabilise and get us back out of the league? It is not Jerry Gill. He's just signed a new uh, contract at Bath. It doesn't mean much, does it? It just means we have to pay him a bit more if we want him. Just saying. Yeah. That's a great question. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not sure. I think we get to a point where if we went nationally south, I think we'd we'd lose out on that echelon of target that we had 
this time around when people were going, oh, go get Jamie McAllister. Jamie McAllister's not going National League South. No nah. chance. Nah. We, we, we lose that, even that sort of new manager stuff. So unless we go and take a bit of a punt on somebody that's never managed before or never coached before or comes into it kind of fresh or has been a number two somewhere, I don't know, like, do you go and get Chris Cohen? who's been Nathan Jones's number two forever. And then it's, I think he's still out of a job somewhere. Like, do you go get him or do you go get, do you go get Craig Orcock and doing wonders at Peterborough in there under 18s? You know, Luton. Luton. Yeah. Yeah. Do you go, do you like go to him and say, look, do you want your first, first team job? Do you go down that route? Cause I think he's been doing quite well at, at, in that area. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm yeah, speculating. I'm, I'm pulling names out of thin air, but yeah, it's, it's a good question. And I don't know the answer. Yeah. All, all Yeovil-related names as well. Yeah, and, and the reason the reason I'm saying those names is because I'm I'm looking at them. Yeah. I've seen that. I've seen them. I follow the appropriate people on the social medias and whatever. Yeah. There will be hundreds of Craig Alcocks out there in various different yeah. under 18s doing well. I bet it's Sol Campbell. Oh God, it better not be Sol Campbell. Uh, Paddy, if, if it's Sol Campbell, we can actually get relegated because I don't want to watch that. Okay. <laughs> The OG, Paddy Horsington, he's got his Twitter account back. Uh, not really a question, but Callum Harriet uh, has a really decent CV for the National League. Do you think we will keep hold of him? That actually is a question, Paddy. That's a question, yeah. <laughs> Lol, there is a question in there. Um, there's a clause, isn't there? Is it, there's a... Santa. there's a Huh? Santa. Yes. It's up to, it's up to Santa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he's happy and fit and someone doesn't say, oh, we'll give you a load more money than you can get in the National League South. If we don't stay up, then yeah, maybe. Uh, Paddy also asked from Matt Hughes tweets, would it be fair to say he's not a Mark Cooper fan? Well, he's a massive fan of him. According <laughs> to the first couple of interviews, they love him. Yeah, behind him 1,000%. Yeah, there you go. Uh, former Glover's Cast quiz champion Rob Manley, who was our driver at the weekend, how was his driving? Yeah, very good. Very good. Got us there. Got us back. Got Berg uh, on the way. Cannot ask a lot more than that, really. Exactly. Uh, Mr. Ogler's tweet after the game on Friday, Ree Linton, was it genuine or was he having another dig at the gaffer, brackets and Mal, for not playing his boy Griffiths? My view, dig, and I take Mal over Griffiths every day of the week. Well, I'm a big Mal fan. I, I, I haven't seen this tweet. Have you seen uh, the tweet? I think... I think it was um good game for Mal. The thing is, there was those fucking eye emojis after it. <laughs> They're like, oh, em- emojis have I, got a lot. Have a lot what am I saying? What are these eye? What work are these eyes doing here? So I can see why Rob would read it that way. Uh, Matt has actually replied to that. It says, "I can answer it for you. Not a dig. It was nice to see Mal on the pitch. He was fantastic and made a huge difference." Oh, I think the tweet asking how Mark Cooper could see that he was in the stand um, in reference to Mark Cooper's interview when he was, when he didn't come past the halfway line was perhaps a dig at Mark Cooper. Um, okay. And, and, you know, Griffith's not in the squad again. Neither was Sir Don't call him Sir Ben's called him Sir I I didn't... <laughs> Hate what I saw from Sazaiva against Gateshead. No, I didn't hate it. it. Again, we've talked about the bar being very, 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 very low. Mm. But he had a couple of moments where he just dipped the shoulder and flash shot slash crosses wide, and it was at least intent. I'm yeah, not going. I'm not going. Walcott. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going to jump on Sazaiva's back, especially because no, he's ours. He's he's uh, is he 19? Yeah. He's a 19-year-old who's been teed up to be our relegation saviour and one of our top four, four top, 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 top signings. Like, yeah. <laughs> is it any wonder we're yeah. sort of, you know... I, I, I just wonder if we might see something from him next season, regardless of what division we're in. I do I do think that there's just something there, just something that I'm, I, I'd see again. Uh, uh, John M says, Cooper said weeks back to bring your boots and you might get a game with players missing which of you there could which of you there could down is put on their boots and make a difference or which fans that do you know think could offer their skills 
I mean, Nick Crittenden was in the uh, away end at the weekend. Who's who's turning that down? <laughs> who's no turning that down if he offers himself as a as an available player? Yeah, let's saying no. Let's get Crits on the pitch. I would be okay with that. Um, don't think we need to pull Wheelie in because we've got a very good goalkeeper. Third best ever. Uh, any other fans? No. He 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 did suggest you or I. How how would you feel? You get the call. Sorry, um, sorry, love. Can't go on holiday. I'll be. I'll I'll join you on Tuesday down in Cornwall. <laughs> I dare say, if that happened, I probably wouldn't be able to wake up on Tuesday. Um, be feeling it, would you? Yeah, I think so. Uh, no, I think Matt Worthington, me and Matt Worthington, are too similar. And that, I that's the hate issue. To be yeah. on the pitch, you know, and take away from his game. It would be. It would be Gerard Lampard, wouldn't it? It would. Yeah. Yeah, Couldn't play together. Can't play together. No, no. In each other's spaces. I don't want to have to get my Coombs St. Nicholas um, fourth team goal scoring record out again, but just saying. Just saying. Better than Rio Griffiths. Um, next question. <laughs> uh, Clevo. Probably too late for the recording, but here it is. Is tomorrow the last chance saloon for the great escape? <laughs> I'm so happy you read it angrily. <laughs> um, well, Clevo, you angry man. <laughs> it, I think it is last chance saloon, yes. Yes. What even is last chance saloon? Um, is that not from the old westerns? Where they're like, they go in, take a shot, and then they go outside and take a shot. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> last chance saloon. In a difficult situation, which there is one final chance to put it right. I don't know. It's just an informal British saying, according to Google. Hmm. A place yeah. frequented by unsavoury or contemptible people. Hi, Scott. <laughs> right, that's all on Twitter. Do you want me to do Facebook? Because I've got Facebook. I've okay. got Facebook. All right, you're on it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, Rich Wilcox Smith, not meaning to sound the negative one. Rich. Oh, there he is. Negative. But if worse comes to worse and we go down, how do you feel we do next season in the National League South? And which teams do you look forward to playing? Uh, I think we'll definitely have a season. Good. Helpful. Um, and I mean, won't go straight back up. Oh, I see. I thought you meant we would complete a season. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that too. Um, but I think we'll need a... It's... We've got to get some momentum and all of our momentum is downward at the moment. So, yeah, I don't think it's... You may even have to have two seasons in there because it's not... Look at Files. Not easy. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. easy. Well, York City like in the north, Gateshead in the north. Stockport. Yeah, it took them a while, didn't it? it? It wouldn't be easy. Which team are you looking forward to playing? Um, We owe Taunton one. I'd quite... Yeah, no, I'd quite like Dulwich to stay up. Okay. Because they're towards the bottom. And I just think it would be interesting to because they get quite a big turnout at their such place. A, it would be such quite, a hipster. It would be quite interesting to see some green and whites, a big crowd of green and whites go to Dulwich and watch that. Yeah, I think we owe Taunton one, but I do want to. I do want to find out what a Chessant is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no idea. Bar uh, City Dean, could be interesting as well. Yes, Dean Halliwell. Mm-hmm. Assuming we drop is another one. Dean. Oh, Jerry will be fuming with you. That was a Halliwell joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Are the new owners going to invest for a barnstorming NLS title or will we do a York City and take years? I've been conditioned to think there will be minimal enjoyment again. That's what happens when you get relegated a lot, Dean. That's what happens yeah. when you get relegated a lot, mate. A decade of relegation <laughs> and negligent ownership <laughs> will do that to you, Dean. Um, um are we get? I think they will. Well, I think they'll invest. And we've been told we're staying full time. Um, which other clubs wouldn't? I think we'll. Yeah, we'll we're, we're, we'll invest, but I still think it takes time. You've still got to build that team. I mean, yeah. if you go back to our first season back in the national league under Darren Saul, it was patchy form. We had a good run. We were never particularly comfortable on the top, and then we had that terrible run after Christmas where we. You know, it's only just that we managed the points per game playoff, you know, playoff position. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a challenge. I think you can look at that team when it came down and the recruitment we did. 
you know, Jimmy Smith, Charlie Lee, Reese Murphy, Lee Collins, Luke Wilkinson, all of these big National League players who could come in, Miles Hippolyte, who could come in and you thought we've got we've got some really big players here. These are yeah. EFL players. And we still, you know, we didn't run away with it because we didn't have that momentum behind us. There were other teams that, you know, like at Barrow, like Barrow yeah, exactly. <laughs> ran away with it. It's, yeah. Not going to be easy, guys. What do you think, then? I think we will invest because I don't think... Uh, what, what was it that Matt said in an interview? He said, it puts us a year behind. And that's all. Um, so I think we will try and get out. But like you said, you, you need... You can't just throw cash at it and hope that it, it works. You have to actually think about, you know, you have to have a manager that has a plan, that has a style and recruit for that plan and that style and all the rest of it. So it's not just a case of go out and buy expensive players for our level. Yeah. You've got to do something with them. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be the easiest thing in the world. No, because we, no, and I've said this, we'd be everyone's cup final Yeah. in terms of on the pitch and off the pitch. Everyone would know, we're trying to buy our way out of this league. Let's see if we can get an extra 50K out of them, 100 grand out of them. Our player, we'd be happy to take 100, but we're going to ask for 200 because it's them. Yeah. Yeah. We're not that popular in the world, guys. Uh, Ian Gaines. Ian is the only one that used the hashtag on Facebook. So bonus points for Ian. Um, I've given up sticking pins in my SP voodoo doll. Start to get weird. <laughs> as it's not working. Do you reckon knocking, knocking nine inch nails in? will have the desired effect and be rid of him. I, I, I don't want him dead. <laughs> uh, asking for a friend who doesn't have any interest in the internet or modernity, and they just love witchcraft. Uh, try whatever you can at this stage. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but like, I don't want him dead. That would be weird. Is that what um, nine-inch nails, nine nails? Well, if you, if you hammered a nine-inch nail into somebody, it's not going to be fun, is it? Well, it's just in the voodoo, though. I mean, I'd, I've got no idea how voodoo even works, Ben. No, me neither. If, if um, voodoo had worked, we would be top of the National League Bible Podcast Awards. Rather than <gasps> we've got other. to mention that. We've got to mention some stuff. Let's, let's... And, how many Wrexham podcasts are there now? That I tell you what, you cannot have enough podcasts for an underdog story. No, oh, that's true. That's true. So on, only three of them there. Um, if you haven't seen, if you're listening, you're on your way to the ground. We have been nominated by the Non-League Bible, which is a social media entity across Facebook, Instagram, and others, for the um, Best Non-League Podcast Award. Um, we were nominated by ourselves, and um, we have Plenty been nominated. Of <laughs> One or two others might have chipped in. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, and yeah, that's kind of cool, really, and we appreciate. Us, though, is it? It's not well, just I was, us. I was gonna. I'm trying to scroll. I'm stalling for time. So shush. Um, <laughs> there was. There's a lot of categories. There's more categories in the non-league Bible awards you than there's Glovies. Grant Smith is not nominated in the best non-league goalkeeper category. <sighs> I think all three Wrexham goalies are. Did Ben Foster get nominated? I swear to God, he did, both of them got nominated. Rob Langton and Mark Howard. Mark Howard hasn't kicked a flipping ball. Uh, the other award is best female content creator, isn't it? I think. I, I, yeah, I believe that's the title. I, there are so many awards. I am struggling to find all. Yeah, non-league content creator is it that one? Uh, no, the, women's content women. creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, golf road goals. Friend of the pods on there, um, girls on the board. I mean, none of them are as good as Sheridan Robbins, who is also nominated. This is true. So huge congratulations to her, mainly because she had to do a commentary all by herself on Friday. <laughs> yes. I mean, there are other people in the world. Just saying. I'm not yes. the only one. <laughs> we will we'll put a story together. We will retweet it. We will put it on the socials and you can vote for us. If you so wish, don't vote for any of the Wrexham ones because there are 700 of them. Yeah. Um, They've got a global yeah. following. Yeah, they do. But there is three of them. So if all the votes are shared, maybe we've got a chance of hitting fourth. It's true. They've split their vote, haven't they? They've split Silly. Their 
amateur. Are we done? I think so. I think thanks. All done here. Uh... Are you nervous? Yeah. Yeah, me too, mate. Me too. I'm going to be in a pub drinking with my radio up against my ear. You're not going to watch it? No, I'm going to be... We're going to be in Cornwall at that point. They have the internet in Cornwall. <laughs> you, you th- when was the last time you went to Cornwall? <laughs> it's a fair point. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, we're going to leave it I, there. I don't know if I can put myself through watching it. Um, I will try and listen. Right. If you are going to Hewish Park, tenner a ticket. Season ticket holders can bring a mate for free. Get behind the lads. Those 11, those 14, they're all that matter tomorrow. They really, really are. Get behind them because we can't. We can't physically be there. And we will chat. Well, we're not going to chat with you. We'll chat with Dave on Thursday. Oh, dear. Big week. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal.